Shalom and greetings. Welcome to Dr. Lovely's Couch Cafe. It's your host, Dr. Lovely here. Yes, sir. Day four. On this fast. And it started off very ugly this morning. See, my mom's here and, um, that brings up a lot of old shit. story for another day, niggas. Other than that, I always have like, I guess it's a strange way to to state it, right? But for some reason, God shows me things or gives me, you know, these signs, um, in various ways, and, and oftentimes they're through the signs of nature. So when I see this wasp, I always end up being upset or frustrated about something. When I see a dragonfly or or a butterfly, something great always happens. So it's funny because today I didn't see any of the insects. My daughter actually did. She saw the wasp first, and and I was laughing because we had an event today, and we went out to the event. You know, um, it was a um, in gun violence um, event. So we out at the event. She's like, "I seen your little friend today." I was like, "What you talking about? You already know the one that flies." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So as we were driving home. I was going to take her to the store because she, you know, normally wants to get a few things. So I take her to the store. And as we were going to the store, this dragonfly just kind of like flew over the car. She was like, that's the second one I saw today. And I saw a butterfly too. So that means you're going to have three blessings. So I was like, whatever. So the interesting thing is, is I really didn't want to go to the event. I was frustrated and tired and like the... The whole situation about my mom, whatever, this morning was like sucky. But I did go to work, you know, to check on the guys to see if they were okay after hearing, you know, one of the residents' um, assistants died the day before. So um, I went over. I had like 20 watermelons from <laughs> from my um, my food boxes on on Friday. So I just took a watermelon over to the guys so they could have some. And um, I had a nice talk, but it really wasn't a blessing that came out of it. So um, the woman I work with in the women's ministry called me. She was like, you coming to bit me up? I'm like, what? No, not, not today. No. So anyway, long story short, I ended up going there. Um, and I really wanted to call and like cancel, but God was like, go. So I went and I met a couple of people and did some connections and, you know, possibly some work, you know, here and there. So I was like, okay, that's one, you know. So we head home and I, as we were talking and I had told her, like, I don't think. I was like, I'm sure those three won't, won't take place today. And she's like, the day isn't over. Just, you know, you'll see. So I had a meeting at work today 
and I was going to go stop at Starbucks and get me some coffee um, on my way to the job. So I often do a pre-order before I go. So it had like this little incentive for you spent like $10 and you get like um, some points because normally I use the points when I ain't got no money so I can get me coffee for free or whatever. So I ordered um, a matcha tea and um, two Madelines because that added up to the $10. So when I get there, my matcha tea is there. The Madeline's gone, goddamn, and they don't know where to be found. So I'm like, hey, you know, I ordered some other stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, they didn't have any. So, you know, come over here and get what you want. I'm like, okay. So I got, you know, what I wanted and a little extra, you know, for um, the mishap. So they gave me a um, a, um, gift card um, for later. So I was like, hey, that's number two. So on my way to the job, I pull up, my phone blings, and um, it's a guy at this community center on the, in West End. It's called West End in Alabama. And they have this community center there. And um, the guy that um, runs it, he was going to let me get the room so that I could be able to do my youth um, counseling services at the center. And um, we were talking. And I had told him about this homeless proposal I had had about written maybe like two years ago. I just, it's just been sitting. I've submitted it all over the damn town. So I figured like, fuck it, you know. So I sent it to him and he was getting back with me today um, regarding the um, tiny home project. And he was like, um, his boss really, really loved it. And he's been wanting to do something like this for a long time. So we set up an appointment for for Wednesday. So I'm really excited about that. So that was number three. So God is good. <laughs> and this fast is really turning out some beautiful blessings for me. Um, I cannot tell it all. I am so grateful um, to him. And it it just helps you to understand obedience is better than sacrifice. When God gives you a command, you set in your heart to do it. You don't have to do it perfectly, but just do it. He will begin opening doors for you. He will begin to provide for you. He will make things happen that is impossible. God is so good. Do you understand me? Um... No matter what it looks like or seem like, you know, just putting your trust in him and being obedient in everything, he will begin to turn things around in your life. So I am so grateful right now because it's starting to seem like things are starting to come together the way I need them to. And um, and it's crazy because I had a meeting with my mentor and she was telling me that I needed to pick three things to focus on, but those three things should tie into each other. And I kind of like was trying to figure in my mind or wrap my mind around what can I do that would tie together. But after all of these events and these things begin to come to play, they I'm starting to see the vision come together where they can all coincide collectively and I can still be able to do what I love to do along with make money. So I'm excited about um, 
I'm really excited about this stuff. Um, and this is just day four, right? It's day four. And every day, something um, transforming happens. So I'm so excited to see how this all will come together and how he will move on my behalf and begin to put things in place. So I'm telling you, obedience is better than sacrifice. So the reason why I'm on again today, goddamn, even though I wasn't supposed to be on today, goddamn it, is <laughs> because of some shit I just heard right now while I was sitting here watching TV and whatnot. So I'm going to go ahead and, um, and I'm going to Now I'm ready. Ah, shit. First off, I want to thank everyone, family, friends, sorority sisters. You honor Ari by being here. You know, I've been trying and trying to prepare what I wanted to say today, and it just wouldn't come. So, a good friend of mine told me I should just speak from the heart. So what my heart is telling me to say is fuck Ari. That's back on track? Well, we may have been at different stations. I I told him to speak from his heart. Because Ari and I had plans and dreams. We thought we had so much time, all the time in the world, but she did not hold up her part of the bargain. She left me. She left me and our beautiful daughter. You know she loved you more than anything else in the world. But you know what? Fuck me too. Dad! Yeah, fuck me for choosing my career over spending time with my wife. Letting her go off to California alone while I went to Albany. Never realizing the clock was ticking. I mean, how can I be so stupid? Taking the person I plan to spend the rest of my life with for granted. I'm sorry, Megan. Surely God is definitely speaking to me. Because nigga. <laughs> Two days in a row. Right? Theme. Of death. See, death is final. Right? Once a person dies, you can't fix it. You can't change anything. There's no working it out. Nothing. They're, they're no longer with you we take life for granted we take people for granted because we will put shit off and say oh well you know I'm going to put it off and and I'll get to it later I'm going to put it off and I'm going to get to it later I'm going to go and spend some time with this person and then I mean I got plenty of time no the fuck you don't you don't know tomorrow's not promised we don't know We don't know. So I say today. If you're not enjoying your life the way you should. 
if you're taking the people you love for granted. If you're not seizing the day, carpe diem, seize the day. Because you're going to turn around and look back and realize you've wasted time. Time is something you can never get back. It's finite. It's fleeting. We cannot keep wasting time and putting off shit. We just can't. It's time for me to make some changes in my life for the betterment of it. This is why I was so excited to do this fast. Because I knew I needed changes in my life and I wanted my life to be better. I want to be better. I want to be a better person. I want to be a better mother. I want to be a better wife. And I want to be a better doctor. And I want to be a pillar of my community. I don't want to leave this earth without making a change in the lives of others. Because I wasn't created not to do the things that I already do. I was predestined for greatness. And I thank God every day for the gifts that he has given me. For the people that he placed in my life. For the loved ones that I have. Good and bad, goddamn. Because you got to appreciate the negativity too. And the reason why I say you have to appreciate the negativity is because the negativity also shape you. The negative relationships, the shit you go through that's hard, it makes you a better person. Truly, it can. All right, we're picking up with day five now. And... um I got up this morning, prayed, and um, I saw this thing on YouTube, and uh, it's an ex-pastor talking about his relationship with his wife, and I just I just need to put, hold on. Changing people, those that they know are the copper-colored people are gravitating towards these churches and hopes of, uh, you know, some uplifting, some spiritual uplifting or right. spiritual care. And what, what do you say to that? Like, what do you think about how Christianity is now? And even then, but are people still gravitating towards it? What do you think about that? People are gravitating to it, brother, because they're looking for some type of remedy. They're looking for some level of hope or 
for some kind of freedom, some kind of release, some kind of financial increase, something somewhere where they're not going to get it. Mm. I'm just going to be honest with it, man. I mean, you know, the reason why my wife and I's marriage is so successful is because we put in the work. You know, I That's mean, right. That's right. we put in the work, brother. We, 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 we were honest with each other from day one. I told my wife everything. I did nothing uh, from her. I gave her the opportunity to make the decision if she wanted to spend the rest of her life with me. That's why I told her everything. That means if somebody came behind me and told her something, she would already have known it. There was no need for somebody to come behind me and tell my wife, hey, did you know this about Elder Coleman? Did you know this about uh, your husband? She knew everything. See, exactly. Exactly what I've been saying. When it comes to having a sustainable relationships, it's critical to have these conversations to to um share with your uh mates everything. The importance of having these dialogues and communicating keeps that relationship sustainable. Everybody is knowledgeable. There is nothing and I said this before, you've heard me say it before. If y'all communicating and it's between the two parties, the man and the woman, that woman has to rest securely in him, meaning she has to be able to put her full trust in him, vice versa, right? Knowing that that person will hold you or have you no matter what. See, we we learn such dysfunctional ass shit and that's why our relationships don't fucking work because we don't we're not willing to put ourselves or think about um putting ourselves aside cuz we're taught to be selfish we are fucking taught to be selfish it's about me, what I want, when I want, however I want it. And, it, and all that matters is what's going on in my life. And, and whatever is going on in my life is all about me. And it ain't nobody else's business. How the fuck do you have a relationship? You can't have a relationship with anybody like that. You can't have a relationship with nobody. Not your kids, not your family, nobody. That kind of mentality, goddamn. You can't have a relationship with nobody. If y'all can't talk and reason out, reason the fuck out. What I mean by reasoning? Reasoning means that somebody has the ability to look at both sides of shit. And when you're looking at both sides of shit, you're making consciously an unselfish decision. An unselfish decision. Selfish decisions is is singular. You remember when you school you learned plural and singular? A collective versus individualisticness. Selfish people will always be alone. Because you can't think beyond yourself. A relationship is about a collective. Once a person to be able to look outside one's own self needs. You heard me say this time and time again. Inside of a relationship, it's not just about yourself. It's about all parties involved. This is why relationships don't fucking work. 
Because every day on social media, all you ever fucking hear is, Love yourself. Pick yourself. It's all about you. And yeah. And that's why all the motherfuckers be lying. All they doing is making money off of your situation. If, if if a person is making money off of what the fuck they do, do you really believe they give a fuck about your relationship? No. Their bottom line is really what this shit's about. Our people have always been 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 listening to someone to sell a, sell a, sell them a tale. This is why the word constantly tell. Hmm. Listen, I can't stand Christianity. I really can't. And, and 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 given the week I've had with Christians enforcing doctrine down my motherfucking throat, because see, this is it. People will believe just because you you, you read the Bible that you believe in Christianity. No. Because if you really looked at the Old Testament, it has nothing to do with Christianity, period. They don't even fucking coincide together. That's why people have an issue with the book. These folks took our heritage. We still keep practices of our ancestors still to this day. Some of the ritualistic practices, for example, the way we wash meat, the reason why we wash meat is because our ancestors didn't eat meat with blood in it, so they would let the meat soak in the water to drain the blood off the meat. It's a Hebrew custom of keeping Kodesh foods. Remember the scripture tell you don't eat meat with the blood in it or don't drink blood? Those, those, those cultural practices we still keep and uphold. Mind you, Christianity stole the children from their parents. Children watch their parents do certain things. You do the same thing you see your parents do. Even in the unhealthy shit y'all ass still do today. Our culture has not been far from us. We just didn't even know what the fuck it was. that point on brother it was like i don't argue we've been married 12 years we have discussions we do not have arguments man we don't have to go to to marital counseling i'm not saying it's wrong i'm not saying it's bad some people do need it yeah some people need it mm-hmm. some people do need it brother but we don't have those issues because i made sure based on what i've learned and I mean, I learned what I learned from watching other leaders, how they, how they treat their spouses. Um, I watch how I went through in my marriage. I look at the older saints and I say, man, I'm not going to do my wife like Right. I'm not. See that shit? You recall me saying after I got out of my marriage, there are certain things that I wasn't going to do anymore. And, and, and you've heard me talk about this over and over again. When you have unhealthy relationships, you should be able to look at the shit that did not fucking work and make a decision to make corrections. Do it differently. It takes a strong person to be able to admit their wrongdoings and, and make corrections based on that. Seriously. But you know what, niggas is so fucking selfish nowadays. This social media 
this social media inbred selfishness into your children's lives. And the fact that no one is there to teach them anything otherwise because nobody takes care, no one spends time, no one sows life into the children. They're not teaching them um, values. You remember that? You remember your parents taught you fucking values? Remember that shit? The way to uphold yourself in society, you know, shit like that. And not only did they teach you that shit, they modeled the shit that they taught. We go, that's why we never have successful relationships, because we some selfish ass niggas. It's all about me. What I can get out of you. Let me take from you. Take, 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 take. Take, 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 take. We some taking ass niggas. Niggas don't give shit back. All they want is to receive something. Give me this. Can I get that? I have more people asking me for shit than actually giving me shit back. If I can sit down and count how much money I've given away over my lifetime... when I'm looking for somebody to give me the same shit back, I can't get it. My bad though, right? Because see, you you got to deal with your own actions for the way you allow people to treat you too. It goes back to when I think a message earlier in the week when the woman told the, the young lady I forgive myself for staying in a relationship. Because when you allow people to treat you a particular way and you let them keep getting away with it, it ain't their fault anymore. It's yours. You have a right to demand how people will treat you. And if you keep taking it, then that means you're okay with it. That's why they continue on doing it. We'll come to a point where you have to say no. But then when you say no, you'll know if they really care about your ass. Real shit. So people, man, they ain't looking for hope, bro. And, and, and the sad part is the hope they're looking for is not going to be found in them churches. No, it won't. That's why I'm miserable as people in there. Anyway. All right, let's get to it because it is 60-something chapters to Isaiah. We're going to finish this book, and we're getting back to Deuteronomy so you can know what Torah says, niggas. What Torah says. Because I already know, niggas. I know. I know. I know y'all ass don't know. Y'all ass don't call either. What? What? There you go. You always trying to tell us we doing stuff wrong. And you don't know. That nigga trying to put taps on this shit. You don't even know what we talking about. What we know. Because you be talking stuff. You always trying to tell us we be doing stuff wrong. 
We always trying to tell us we be doing stuff wrong. We be telling us we doing stuff wrong in all the time. And it ain't even right. Dr. K. <laughs> I know. I know. It's okay. I love y'all still. Get ready. Get, get, so we in verse. Uh, we in um, chapter 12. And we already know yeah, who was mad at our ancestors right now. Because cause they was doing shit like y'all yeah, be doing shit now. And everything. Man, let me tell you. <laughs> my auntie really chewed my ass yesterday morning. I'm like, okay, um, get, like we we will learn. Like, or, uh, okay, so I get it. I listen to my elders. I do. I, I listen to what they have to say. I'm never disrespectful. But I think the thing that she fails to realize is this: even though I'm a Bible believer. I'm not even going to say that because I don't believe the whole thing. I only believe or I'm only ascribed to the Old Testament. I have completely rejected all New Testament theology. Period. Meaning, I do not ascribe to the belief of what is being said in the New Testament. Now, far as wisdom is concerned... There is constructive wisdom, but then there is also destructive wisdom. And see, that's the thing. We haven't learned how to decipher what is constructive and what is destructive. Because if it counteracts what is written or what our ancestors kept prior to the man's book or the addition of the man's book to our own writings, then we got a problem with it. Anything that goes against what Yahuwah had already told the ancestors before Christianity, before the New Testament. If it contradicts what he told the ancestors, we have a problem with that. Right? No, don't get me wrong. He did tell the people to honor their parents, to respect them. But in the same breath, he also told the parents to do what? Not to provoke your children to wrath. Meaning, don't be doing shit to cause them to be angry because they will rise up against you. He taught us to be respectful towards one another. And the most important part for me when it comes to parents or being disconnected from a parent because of toxicity is Ibrahim. The story of Abraham being disconnected from his family was a purpose He wasn't disconnected from them forever, but it was for a time. God had to strengthen him before he could go back and get his father and brothers. Because their belief system contradicts his. And if had he stayed in that place, then he would have continued on in the folly of his ancestors or his forefathers. But he was removed in order to get the strength that he needed So he can go back in and get them. Now, some of them never come out of it, which is true. And that's that's what I was told, that they would never change. But the time that it takes for me to come in and get it or go in and get them, that will be up to him. I never can make a move and do anything without his consulting. That's why I always teach you about consulting God and what you do. Because when you make decisions without him, you're going to have a lot of calamity in your life or a lot of 
chaos in your life. See, the church don't teach you that shit. And tell you God loves you no matter what you do. Well, surely, goddammit, in the Old Testament, that's not the case. That's why you, that's why you have to understand Marcion of Sinopo hated God. The God of the Old Testament. He literally said it. He hated the God of the Old Testament. He wanted a new God. He wanted a new God that would love him no matter what he did. Because he could do whatever he wanted and it would be okay. He wanted a God with no standards. You hear that again? That's just like saying, you know how y'all see parents that let their kids do whatever the hell they want to? They have certain psychological theories where they tell you not to, to rear your children that they will learn from the world to do what's correct. Well, goddammit, if the world is chaotic, goddammit, and they kids doing all kind of shit. So that if, 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 if behavior is learned, as we know, then whatever they look around and see and they spirit gravitate towards, that's what they're going to do. So without instruction, imagine what that child's life would be like. It's going to be chaotic as hell. Right? There has to be instruction. There has to be boundaries and limits in order to develop a well-rounded child. Without boundaries and limits, people will continue on testing things and they'll do whatever they choose. Well, we already know that's some, that's some bullshit. So moving on. And in that day, you shall say, oh, Yahuwah, I will praise you, colon, pay attention, Though you were angry with me and your anger is turned away and you comforted me. Father God in heaven, I do not like this uncomfortability. I know you did this thing to me because I was disobedient to you. But I love you for setting me straight. Mind you, y'all want a God that gives you everything you want. No matter how you behave. You understand what I'm saying? It's like seeing someone or seeing an event take place. For example, you walk or you can, you're not involved in a room or you can, somebody could take the roof off the house and you're just looking into a house and you're seeing this family interact with one another. You find a father and a mother and children and you're watching these people live their lives. And as you're peering into this home, you see a wife being disrespectful to her husband, tearing him down, talking to him like he ain't shit. You see a father cheating on his wife or molesting his daughter. All of this is going on in the home. And you're watching this event day after day after day. And the toxicity going on in the home. 
over time, you keep looking at this. You don't think this would enrage anyone. Just watching it, peering into the home and seeing this toxicity continue on. So you saying you're going you're gonna to be okay with that, right? No. No, you won't. There are standards to life. Your government standards is skewed. Skewing mean it's, it's, it's not fair. It's off balance. But you adhere to it. You ain't going to run no goddamn stop sign. You ain't going to run no goddamn red light. But God can't have standards, right? He's ignorant to, 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 to see that he would want to have standards for a people. But you know, you're also taught or believe that, well, God chose a people and that's not fair. Well, nigga, no, he chose the world, but then the world rejected him, right? Because that's what you get when you first start Genesis, because he created man and then, you know, gave him some instructions. Because you see it there, he gave Adam instructions, he did. And over time, people forgot about him. And they start worshiping the fallen that was upon the earth doing all kind of weird shit. Because we already know that what, that took place. How do I know? Science proves shit, goddammit. It's called the Neanderthal gene. The Neanderthal gene is not something that they could find or know where the fuck to trace it from on earth. And not all people have it. Even though they teach you this shit in school. But you still trust to send your goddamn kids to school there every day. Moving on. I mean, because it, it, it enrages me to hear the, the dumbass shit we say when we have these dialogues about biblical principles or about uh, other world's religions because everybody be in their feelings about shit. We're never able to capable sit, to sit down and listen to each other. And have healthy dialogues about shit. People get in their feelings because they attach stuff to themselves. Religion is me. That's mine. I'm close to it. And you never want to hear anybody else's view. We had this dialogue. We have this conversation damn near almost all the time at work with the men. Because even though it's a Christian organization, it's a nonprofit, meaning they can't completely say oh this is about our people and and nobody else you know oh you have to believe this even though they hold them hostage every day goddamn in church in the morning they have to go even if they don't believe in christianity is muslims there there's no muslim um uh, drug treatment facilities here is some jewish folks there ain't no jewish drug treatment facility there in in birmingham isn't Buddhas in there? Ain't none of those either. Isn't atheists in there, mother? Ain't none of those either. Isn't some satanic folks in there? Ain't none of them either. They are not there. They don't have any drug treatment facilities catered to anybody's religion. There's only Christian ones. So while they're there, they have to go to church every morning. 
in the afternoon. There is nothing there for them to service or, or worship their own gods. Even though there's a similarity to them all. You know, I was sitting and talking to my daughter yesterday and something dawned on me. And I'm going to get to it after this. I said, there's a statement that's mentioned in the New Testament. And it says, I come to bring the sword. War. Yeah, because that's what the sword is. Mother against daughter, father against son. I said, you know what? That's Kali. The god of chaos. Nigga. I said, damn. I said, once you begin to see a truth, you can't unsee it because things then starts coming together for you. Kali. Kali is the god of destruction. But she operates in two factions because it's not the same. It's, it's like one, it's like two and one or some shit. The objective is order out of chaos. She brings forth the chaos in order to bring order. <laughs> I know y'all I know y'all Christians mad at me for that. But it's a truth nonetheless. Don't get mad. It's like when God begins to give wisdom, this wisdom does not stop. It continues on and everything begins to unfold. He said, there is no good thing I'll withhold from you. But there are some things that needs to be concealed. And he said, I will conceal a thing. But at, at one point after he concealed it, he said he will reveal it. And I'm going to still take it back to ancestors or our father, Abraham. Because he chose to search him out. When you want truth, and if you really want to know the God that created all things, you will find him. If you search him out, you will find him. I'm laughing because I, I just looked up at this perfume bottle that my son um, bought for me, and it's called Lovely Sherry. <laughs> I love my son. Anyway, behold, Yahuwah is my Yahshua. See that, niggas? One more time. Behold, Yahuwah is my Yahshua. Ain't it what you call Jesus, nigga? And it was like, oh, Jesus, Yeshua, salvation. Yahuwah is salvation. That's what it means. Yahshua. God is my salvation. God, the father. Abba is my salvation. So if God is our salvation in the Old Testament, how in the hell does Christ become your salvation in the New Testament? Where is it that said that in the Old Testament that it was going to be exchanged? Because he ain't never said he was giving it up. Just saying. I will trust and not be afraid for Yah, Yahuwah. 
is my strength and my song. He also is become my Yahshua. My salvation. Not only is he my strength, but he is my song. I got a song in my heart. I got a song in my heart. I got a song in my heart. And he put it there. 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 I got a song in my heart. And he put it there. Niggas. He is my song. And my Yahshua, my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall he draw water out of the wells of Yahshua. Therefore, he will pull up life. Water is life. 70% of you is what? Water. And when words are spoken, words are a vibration. And the vibration, when you feel it, when words are spoken, they vibrate with you. When there is love, words spoken, you feel it in your heart. When someone speaks ill, it vibrates in your stomach. Words have power. They can destroy. They can uplift. They can encourage. And in the day shall ye say, Praise Yahuwah, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is ex- exalted. Well, niggas. Do you know his name? Have you called upon it? Have you sought him out? Do you even know he's there? Or has he been replaced with someone else? Buddha, Krishna, Muhammad, or Allah, Christ, Yoda. Yeah, nigga, Yoda is a god. Metatron. Yes, he too is. Transformers all day, every day. Ariel. The little mermaid in your house. Niggas. Y'all bring gods in and you don't even know you brought them in. Moving on. Sing unto Yahuwah, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, you inhabitants of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of you. Great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of you. The burden of Bebel, which Yashayahu, or Isaiah, the son of Amos, or Amos, did see lift ye up a burden 
a banner upon the high mountain, exalt the voice of them, shake the hand that they may go into the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my sacrificed ones. I have also called my mighty ones for my anger, even them that rejoice in my highness. The noise of a multitude in the mountains, like as of a great people, a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. Yahuwah Savaot musters the host of the battle. He gathered them up. They come from a far country, from the end of heaven. Even Yahuwah and the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole land. Uh, Think about that. Think about that. Seriously. When you think about America and what happened in this country, niggas, they came from far and wide into this land. Ain't no lie, Russia here. Germany. England. Spain. Portugal. All of them had an interest in this land. They came far and wide. It started here. How ye howl uh, cry out. For the day of Yahuwah is at hand. It shall come as a distraction from El Shaddai. I'm sorry, as a destruction from El Shaddai. The power. The great power. Therefore shall all hands be faint. And every man's heart shall melt. You understand when it talks about the great indignation of Israel, it is the last captivity. It would take place after they come back from Babylon and they had got very comfortable and years would pass by when they were good and well doing and everything was great. But see, y'all waiting for it to happen now, right? Because the Christians produce y'all as some new shit. Oh, my God. Niggas, y'all better get ready. I, I promise y'all ass. You, you think I'm lying. And you'll know when this shit hit the fan. They planning for it. I've been, tell, I've been talking about this shit for so long. They going to they gonna tell y'all ass there's some aliens out there in order for all y'all ass to come together under one under one banner in the world. 
Why do you think they created the Department of Space Defense? They're getting ready from bullshit, nigga. They've been having this technology for years. They got technology to, that can that can make it look like somebody being taken up in the air and shit, niggas. Y'all, y'all don't need to understand. They've been preparing for this event for a long time. You have to understand they produced it, right? They told you an end time situation was coming that y'all ass was going to be what? Taken up, right? Uh-huh. Gay. Y'all going to be snatched up into the earth. The, 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 the beam, you know, that shit caught up in the air, niggas. You not understanding it's a whole production that has to take place. Because they didn't sold your ass a lie, but I know, I know, niggas, I know. Y'all gonna be like, oh, did he go again with that conspiracy shit? Nigga, if it's fake and the New Testament is a production of a lie. In order to lead you fucking astray or the whole world astray, you don't think they have to pull off the shit that they told you that was going to take place? If it has nothing to do with what is going on in the Old Testament, but they didn't create a whole New Testament, goddamn, a whole New Testament and a whole end of time story. And you don't think they got to pull that shit the fuck off. Watch what I tell you. Because you know what's really interesting? Go look it up for your fucking self. It's so many alien invasions and sightings today. Watch. Watch what I say. As y'all ass out fighting. Because they want they want to make sure that y'all can gather together and create strong neighborhoods. Because see, that's t- towards the end. That's prophecy. So they're going to try to create chaos so you can't learn to come together and get your minds distracted on some other bullshit. But watch what I tell you. Because I know y'all niggas don't pay attention to the shit I be saying. What were prophets for? To warn the people of what's coming so that you don't get caught up in what's to come or get distracted about, by the chaos and the bullshit. Moving on. And they shall be afraid. Pings and sorrows, pains and sorrows shall take hold of them. Oh, my bad. I I messed up. Therefore, verse 7, therefore, excuse me, therefore shall all hands be faint and every man's heart shall melt. Colon, pay attention. And they shall be afraid pains and sorrows shall take hold of them they shall be in pain as a woman that travails you see how they took that one because that shit's in the new the new, 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 new testament right but notice it's only talking about israel here oh niggas god damn it oh niggas yeah mm-hmm. they shall be amazed one at another Their faces shall be as flames. (laughs) Behold, the day of Yahuwah comes cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger. Well, did it not come? The people that came from afar to this land? It did come. It already took place. I'm going to prove my point. Let's just keep, let's just keep going. 
to to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. Niggas, this, this really did happen in history. I'm not even lying. Go look it up. And the sun shall become dark, meaning. What is that? When the sun becomes dark. That means it's a what? An eclipse. It has gone forth. And the moon shall not cause her light to shine. What does that mean? That's a lunar eclipse. And I will punish the world for their evil. And the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogance of the proud to cease and I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. And I will make a man more precious than fine gold and even a man than the golden wedge of Ophar. Ophar. Is the name of the son of Yaquan and the sons of Chaos and of gold of a golden region in the east. Therefore, I will shake the heavens and the earth shall move out of her place in the wrath of Yahuwah Savaot. In the day of my fierce anger, and it shall be as the cased roll, and as a sheep that no man takes up, they shall every man turn to his own people and flee everyone to his own land. No, this ain't taking place yet, but some events that have taken place with the stars falling out of the sky and all of those things that took place. There was a great catastrophe all over the earth, actually, that people say. And it could be a possibility that it has taken place. I don't know exactly yet. But there was some catastrophic event that took place probably around the early 1800s or so. That's really not written in our history book. I mean, we talking about worldwide flood and, and, and devastation that had taken place. Moving on. And everyone that had, that is found shall be thrusted through. And everyone that is joined unto them shall fall by the sword. Their children also shall be devastated to pieces. Before their eyes, their houses shall be spoiled and their women ravished. Behold, I will stir up the mead. Yeah, this took place. Because after Babylon, because this is talking about the, at the conquering of Babylon. So it did take place. Now he's talking about the Medes and Persians, which took over Babylon after. 
the Babylonians had taken hold. So what took place was you had the Assyrians that took the northern kingdom into to captivity. Israel. No, the southern. That's the southern kingdom, right? Yep, the southern kingdom into captivity. And then um, that's Israel. And then you had Babylon taking over the, the Assyrians. And then Babylon for some time. And then the Medes and the Persians took over Babylon. And after the Medes and the Persians took over Babylon, then the Greeks came in. And then after the Greeks came in, the Romans came in. So Israel had been not in their own land or they were dispersed, you know, throughout that whole time. <clears throat> um, so now he's talking about the Medes against them, which shall not regard silver and as for gold, they shall not delight in it. They didn't they didn't care about riches. Their bowels also shall dash the young man to pieces, and they shall have no pity. Nigga. Nigga, they didn't change shit, because peep this shit. If you know anything about the Arab nations, and when they took the people into captivity, you still see the same thing during the slave trade. They didn't give a damn about money. There's a particular um, life, the way they lived. But let's say the harshest people of the ancestors and in in, throughout the slave trade was the... Was the um, Islamic people, those are your Medes and Persians. Mind you, it says, the bowels also shall dash the young men to pieces. They worked them so hard. They worked them. They didn't mind working them to death. They didn't mind because they knew they could go and get some more. And they also castrated the men. So when he say they dashed them to pieces, they castrated them. Right? And they have no pity for the fruit of the womb. They also were known for taking the children and dashing their head against the, the um the, the ground. All of the things that you saw during um what they call our American slave trade, they got them from um the Islamic folks. The way they treated um, the ancestors um, seriously. If you go and look up or research how the um, Muslims treated the people, and, and you think about it, it's very similar to Christianity. They they did the same practices that the, the papacy did. Because remember, the papacy was also known for being um, hurtful um, and destructive towards the people. Because remember, that's where all the torturing and stuff came up um, during the, um, the Middle Ages when they talk about the... Um, um, what is it called? The Inquisition. Remember, you learn about the Inquisition and they tell you it was about Christian. No, majority of the people um, that were questioned and tortured during the Inquisitions were actually the Jews. Seriously, no lie. There's a book called La Libra Negra, the, the black book. But that book is completely written in um, Latin. And it was written by uh, uh, a Franciscan priest um, who documented the Inquisition and all of the stuff they had done to the Jews. That book is like a thousand dollars, goddamn. La Libra Negra, the the black book. 
Now, interesting that it's called the Black Book, right? The book is, is, is directly dealing with the black Jews of, of Spain and Portugal that they had started because the Inquisition started in Spain and Portugal because those were, that was the largest um, country at the time of, of, of Catholicism. Those were beginning early Roman um, uh, emperors were, were like pretty much the strongest nations at the time was Spain and Portugal. Um, England and France and those nations weren't as strong as Spain and Portugal. They had a dominating um, force. One, two, because uh, seriously, majority of the, the, the people that were ruling in that, in that nation were actually Jews. <clears throat> this is where your Moorish people come from. They were very, very wealthy um, <clears throat> and educated people at the time. Matter of fact, all of the, the information that, that um, Christopher Columbus had about America actually came from that place. Remember, um, if you well, they tell you that he was Spanish, but he wasn't. He was from Italy. Um, uh, Christopher Columbus was, and it's said that he could possibly be Cesare Borgia. And if you don't know who Cesare Borgia is, Cesare Borgia is actually the Borgia Pope's son. Um, <clears throat> he was known for being homosexual, um, but he did have children, and he was also known for sleeping with his sister. Um, the Borgia Pope, uh, kids was wild as hell. So. Um, he is also, um, he was also, uh, I think it's Michelangelo painted him as Jesus on the cross. So the, the picture that you have, um, of Jesus today is pretty much the, the image of Cesare Borgia, even though if you really go back and look, you can also find that he had resemblance of Zeus as well as Apollo. They looked exactly the same. It's not, uh, there wasn't really a difference in in the, in the look of the the um those gods of the time, even though I still believe that a lot of those things that we have today that are considered to be artifacts aren't they're just replicas because we know they can replicate and make fakes. You just have to know what you're looking at when you're looking at it because you could tell if something's very old or you know not as old as it actually looks. Um, but the interesting thing about it is there is a lot of history to unpack to really get to it. But I know a lot of people don't really care about it. But the thing about history is, is to understand history is to not repeat it, but also to gain understanding as to all of the lies that one is being told. So if we don't unpack lies, we won't be able to be lied to. That's why I've become so enamored in history because it was, is is just the fact of knowing that someone has lied to me about something. And I rather understand a truth then continue to live in a lie. And it's one of the reasons why I've studied this word so in-depthly, seriously. Because if this is the book of my ancestors, I want to know who they were. I want to know why we ended up here. I want to understand how we have decided even though knowing that our ancestors are the people in this book, in the Old Testament, not in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament, how do we end up in a place where we don't have our own land, that we are no longer ruling for ourselves, but that we have become subjugated in a land that is our own? Mind you now, this is your ancestors' land that you live in now and you have no control over that land surely 
something happened. And in order for us to gain it back, we need to understand everything that had taken place so that we can regroup ourselves and take our land back. Because that is prophesied. But see, this is why that we were told that the Old Testament is done away with. Now, when you realize something is no longer valid, will you look there? No. You won't bother with it. But if there is a way out of this, and there is a place where we can come together and overcome niggas and overthrow, because there's a history of overthrowing governments. That's historical. And what would it take to do that? If you could own your own land and fend for yourself and not live hand to mouth, would you do that? Fuck yeah, you would. You would do everything you can to make sure that you could. So if there's an answer here, then nigga, I'm finna find that shit. Real shit. Moving on. And Babel, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of uh, Kadeim, excellence shall be as when Yahuwah overthrew Saddam and Amorah. And if you knew anything about Babylon, it was whew, glorious. They had, it was beautiful. It is said that the hanging gardens of Babylon could not be matched anywhere. But he said that even though they were powerful at the time, just as Sodom and Gomorrah, because that's really that, that term, Sidon and Amorah, were overthrown or, de- or destroyed, so will it be. And it was. And it shall never be inhabited, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation, neither shall Avri pitch tent there, neither shall the shepherds make their fold there. So surely, goddamn, the place that they call Babylon today cannot be Babylon, because it said no one will ever live there again, that it will be desolate. Now, there's a possibility that could be the sand dunes where nobody lives and it's completely desolate. But it said that no one ever will pitch a tent there. Pitch a tent there. People still pitch tents. So it can't be the place in which we've come to understand. But there are some places here that fits that description. But I'm going to keep on moving. But wild beasts of the desert shall lie there, and their houses shall be full of doubtful creatures, or doleful creatures. And owls shall dwell there, and the satyrs shall dance there. Well, I don't know if it's a satyr, because a satyr is is pretty much where we get the term uh, Sagittarius from. But it also could be a deer. Moving on. 
and the wild beast of the islands shall cry in their desolate houses and dragons in their pleasant places. And their time is near to come and their days shall not be prolonged. Hmm. I wonder, right? You know, the Galapagos Islands have dragons on it. Nobody lives on that island. That island is completely desolate. I wonder if that's that, that's that's the island in, in reference here. You know, I just place things like that. Anyway, um, I've been on here long enough. And um, I'm going to give it another two days. Um, I'll, get, I'll get with y'all again with the next two chapters um, on Tuesday. Um, I just want to say that um, we serve an amazing God. And I'm so excited all the things that God is doing in my life right now. And ever since I've taken this fast, it's like the morning starts off kind of rough. And then everything's come together towards the end of the day. But um, if you still want to continue on and joining me, I am definitely eating nothing but fish, fruits, and vegetables. Um, and, um, I'm just praying that God will continue on and growing me in this, in this way and just continue to open doors for me because we have the ability to be great. His requirement is that we just follow his principles. And as we follow his principles and do the things that he tell us to do, then he will provide for us. He will give us what we need. He will grow us exponentially and I can take you back to when you have some time to read Deuteronomy chapter 28 there are blessings and there are curses he said these things that I will give unto you that will be a blessing and these things if you don't follow them there will be curses so we have to keep the principles we have to stay where he has instructed yeah so I say shalom salim shalom whichever one you choose Pray for me as I pray for you. And if nobody's ever told you I love you today, know that I love you, that I appreciate you, that you are amazing and wonderful people of God who have been chosen and set apart to be a light to all the other nations. Notice that your righteousness and how you uphold yourself, people will take note. When you think about how influential we are as a people, negative or positive, we are. And you have to know there's something spiritual to that. I don't understand how we don't see it. Anyway, much love and respect to you. Peace.